Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. About today's show? Visit RoyGreenShow.com. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Later on in the hour, we're going to be talking to Dave Foxcroft. He's the referee for tomorrow's Grey Cup game. He'll be joining us from Ottawa later this hour. The issue of minimum wage always lights up the phones and gets a lot of activity going as far as strong opinions are concerned. Also on uh, Twitter, at The Roy Green Show. Follow me there. And uh, at Rob Dole and the attacks on small business continue. Sad when government interferes. And uh, at Scott Jacobson. And the buying power of the dollar, smaller because of wind's policies, is never addressed. one 225 8255 are the numbers just for today on The Green Show. Let's go to your calls, and we'll start with Peter, who is in Toronto. Hi, Peter. Go ahead, please. Mr. Green, so nice to talk to you, sir. My pleasure, sir. You know, I'm from Ontario, and this woman has... Kathleen Wynn has destroyed this province. Now, she wants to raise the minimum wage. But one thing that she, people don't seem to grasp is that she can raise the minimum wage all she wants. That's more tax dollars going to be going into her pocket is through income tax and the federal government. No matter what, you know, when I talk to people, they always say the same thing. I am fiscally conservative but socially liberal. Okay. The reason you're fiscally conservative is because of your liberal social policies. People will never get by in this province. As long as we have these social socialists demanding more that we pay more for people to do less. I used to have a small business. I had to close it down because of all the rules and regulations that have been put on to me by this fool that we have as a prime minister and this premier that we have here in Ontario. I, I couldn't do it anymore. I had it for 30 years, and I had to shut it down. You were seen, Peter, as a cash cow of opportunity by governments that argue that they're fiscally conservative and socially liberal. Somebody really ought to examine that statement because it's impossible. Exactly. And this is what I try to explain to people. They just don't seem to grasp it in these pea brains that they have. They've been so brainwashed thinking that we need to take care of everybody's problems that they have in their lives. I'm sorry. I don't go to work every day. When I see my paycheck every single week and I have $1,000 taken off of it, I just sit there and go, why am I even bothered? Yeah, there's I a st- might as well work under the table for yeah, there's a story. There's a story this week that uh, wealthy Canadians may already be beginning a tax revolt of their own because income tax or total taxation, income taxation for them, is now over 50% of their total income. And that's the threshold where people start to say, nope, I'm fighting back. And so what happens is governments try to increase their take by increasing taxes, but when they over when they overextend the threshold, they start to lose because people fight back. You know, taxes were brought in after the Second World War to help... First World War. The Second World War to pay for that... Yeah. Just like welfare, 
for the yeah. soldiers, and then the government just realized that, you know what, this is a good cash cow. Let's keep this and find different ways to blow it. You know, people, all governments are so corrupt, I just don't know what to do. And, all right, you know, Peter. Until government starts lowering taxes, nothing's going to change. Keep, 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 keep reminding them. And hold them accountable. Peter, thank you from Toronto. It's 888 The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Income tax. Peter's right. Income tax was a temporary measure introduced in 1917 by Sir Robert Borden's government. And that's the same government that uh, made an assurance to all the men in uniform at the time. It was men only who were in the Canadian Armed Forces fighting on the front lines, where the Prime Minister in, two, in 1917 made an, gave assurances to the men in uniform that there's a social contract between the federal government and the men in uniform, and that would always be respected, until there's first Stephen Harper and now Justin Trudeau are arguing, as you know, in court, because we've talked to uh, Major uh, Mark Campbell, who is one of the members of the Equitas lawsuit against the federal government. Now we have federal governments arguing they have no social contract with the men and the women of the armed forces, and so they're not responsible to them, and they're proving that by allowing them to wallow after they get injured or, or get hurt in military actions. We're coming back. AAA-225-8255. You mess with the bull, you get the horns. You get the horns. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. Dr. Jordan Peterson is with us at the top of the next hour of the University of Toronto Psychology. Professor who's at the center of the Laurier University storm with Lindsay Shepard, the teaching assistant, uh, recording uh, a terrible meeting that she was subjected to by the administration and a professor in charge of her work. We'll play some of that meeting back to you. We'll play some of what Lindsay Shepard had to say after the apology by Laurier, and we'll hear what Dr. Jordan Peterson thinks of the whole issue, and we'll ask him about the the, the pronoun questions that have gotten him into the center of controversy in, uh, in this country. So that's coming up in the next hour. The issue now is minimum wage. In Ontario, it's going to be $15. The law was passed this week. In other provinces where it's an issue, in British Columbia, it's $11.35. That's as of the 15th of September of this year. And in Alberta, as of the 1st of October, it's $13.60. one 225 talk and uh, 416-870-6400 are the numbers to call in. That's just for today. I'm doing the show out of our Toronto studios. Jim is in Edmonton. Jim, thank you for the call. Please go ahead, sir. Hi, Roy. Great topic as usual. Thank you. Um, I believe that the minimum wage legislation is bad for all workers. Um, number one reason... There's, well, there's so many points at, at that, but number one is it takes out supply and demand. Like a few years ago, like when Alberta was doing well, they couldn't hire a lot of uh, workers for minimum wage or even $15 an hour. They had to up their wages so they could get uh, good people. So minimum wages was not a, a factor, but still. It was, it was irrelevant at the time. Exactly. 
but they still brought the legislation in. And like I think, I think for instance, we talk, we go for dinner a lot. We talk to the waiters and servers, and a lot of them are against the minimum wage increase mm-hmm. because the the fact is that the the restaurants have changed their policies and they have to uh, increase the amount of uh, their tips that they share with other uh, non-contact workers. So at the end of the day, they take home less pay now since the increase than what they did before. Minimum wage is a crutch for politicians. A person uses minimum wage really as a, as a step toward a better wage and a better life reality. If minimum wage is all you're aiming for, then your life is going to be a constant struggle. And uh, politicians are never going to be able to take care of your needs by imposing minimum wages because if they continue to raise them, they continue to put more employers out of business or create the window for more automation. And that really is that's counterproductive. Really, the minimum wage issue, once it gets over, once it gets over a, a, a reasonable threshold, and I don't know what that reasonable threshold is across Canada in 2017, but once it, it goes beyond a reasonable threshold, it becomes a, a detriment to employment and a detriment to the economy of the province. Exactly. I, I agree with everything. Like uh, entry-level jobs, like that's such a huge, important, like somebody that's you know, wants to get into the uh, wage, uh, earning a wage or experience, the basic experience, some of the best experience is your first job. Yeah. And you're determining from that what you will do for the rest of your life, basically, your, your career, your vocation, whatever. And if you can't get that entry level, then what's the chances of making a good choice? I hear you, Jim. Thank you for the call. 888-225-8255. 888-225-8255 is the number. Anthony's in Scarborough, Ontario. Anthony, thank you for the call, sir. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Go ahead, please. Uh, first off, I don't think uh, there should be any minimum wage at all. Um, I think the government is so corrupt. I, 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 can't, I can't fathom the, the stupidity um, of these and the selfishness from these, these government um, officials that just say that they're going to give you free stuff and raise them in a wage and stuff like that. Because as soon as government starts um, imposing um, stuff into the free market and starts altering it, that's when it, things get messed up. And the minimum wage does not help anyone making minimum wage at all. They can't, they can't make a law that just says you have to give money to the, the people, take money from the rich, give it to the poor like that. It doesn't help um, the poor people. It doesn't help people with the jobs, and it just limits the jobs. It's completely useless. I just think that there's a fair degree of hypocrisy involved when governments start to announce, particularly when the political party is in difficulty of the polls, as is the case in Ontario with the Liberals of Kathleen Wynne, there's hypocrisy involved when it comes to talking about minimum wage and trying to support people who are economically disenfranchised. Because if they want to help people who are economically disenfranchised, there are other ways to do it. And all, again, we have to do is look at last year when the hydro rates in the province of Ontario were absolutely yeah. insane. And who got hurt? The very people yeah. who couldn't afford to get hurt. The very people the government is now saying they want to help. People, yeah, people have to start looking at minimum wage as the public because they're getting tricked into this thing where, oh, I get to get paid more money right now, but really your coworkers going to get fired just so you can get $2 more an hour. Like, it doesn't make sense. And you have to start looking at minimum wage as a law that makes it illegal for people to work because that's what it is. So, like, right now, if I can't work, I make minimum wage right now. If I, It is illegal for my boss to pay me one penny less 
than what he's paying for me now. It's illegal for that. Do you understand? Yeah, no, I do. I do. So you're making yeah, minimum. So, you're you're earning minimum. You're earning minimum wage now. Yeah, and so it's like it's it's a it's a it's a law that makes it illegal uh, uh, to work. That's what it is. That's all it is. So your message to Kathleen Wynne and the, and the Liberal government and all the governments in a, across the country, the provincial governments that are raising minimum wages, they're harming you. They're harming, yeah, they're harming everyone that's making minimum wage. Because people that work minimum wage jobs are buying stuff, can only afford stuff being produced by, at that price by people that work minimum wage jobs. And so it only hurts people that are making this poor, uh, like the, the people that don't make that much money. And... On another note, when they're saying like how people need to be able to raise a family, they they can't um, raise a family on minimum wage. Well, minimum wage shouldn't be like the basic ground to to live a, to live your life, right? Like if you if you put that system in kids' heads, like uh, when they're when they're kids, like I can work at McDonald's for the rest of my life and be comfortable, like that doesn't um, make people ambitious to, to actually. No, and you, and you and you and you really can't if you have a family, and you're raising a family, and you're looking at the extra expenses of having. Yeah. Of just living your life as you grow older, the increase in expenses are just inevitable, and you're yep. not going to be able to make it on a minimum wage. Anthony, thank you for the call. Jeremy is in Medicine Hat, Alberta. Jeremy sees it differently, I believe. You think it's a good idea that minimum wage is going up, Jeremy? Uh, yeah, and I'm not confused about anything. Okay, far away. Yeah. So, you know, lost in this discussion seems to be people who are not lazy people who do take responsibility for their lives and in spite of all that are earning minimum wage and our family in our family my husband is one of those who said anything about people being lazy no i think it's strongly implied though it's strongly implied that you're 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 either not smart enough to get ahead or you have made horrible choices so you've held yourself back or really but that's your interpret. That's in, that's your personal interpretation, subjective interpretation of what's being said. I don't share that. But anyway, go ahead, sir. Yeah. Well, I, as I say, I, I I think it's lost in this discussion, though, that 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 represents a great many Canadians right now. It's not hard to go to university and get trained in something that you can't find a job in for a very very long time. Well, that's fair yeah. enough, fair statement. But there are many people at university who take courses they should not take because there really isn't a future for them at the end of the course that relates to the course they've taken. Yeah, it's pretty cold comfort, though, if that's the reality you're living in. There are courses that you should take where there is a future. Yeah, you know, and you know what else? These people talking about, like, you know, I'll tell you something else that seems lost in this discussion. You have to think about what does it mean if you as an employer are paying somebody less than the minimum wage or than a living wage, not even minimum wage, but let's just talk living wage. What does that actually mean? Is it your assumption then, let me just ask you this, is it your assumption that all employers can afford to pay minimum wage, that all employers can afford to pay more than minimum wage, that all employers can afford to pay whatever a living wage is? No, I think it's very obvious that there are some employers who cannot afford in their present business model to pay a living wage, not even minimum wage. I agree. There are some employers in their current model Mm -hmm. who can't do that. But you have to ask yourself, how is it that you end up paying less than a living wage in the first place? Because think about it. How does somebody live on less than a you living wage? You, you pay what you can afford to pay no, no. as an employer. You can't. Yeah, agreed. 
But the question, the answer I'm looking for here is an employer who pays less than a living wage has an employee who is the benefactor of social services. That's called corporate. It's, it's an indirect form of corporate welfare. That's how the government props up businesses who can't make their own bottom line and who, and who are paying less than a living wage as a result. Wow. Thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate the call. You and I don't see the universe through the same prism. When we come back on the Roy Green Show on the Corus Radio Network, we're going to talk to the referee of tomorrow's Grey Cup game in Ottawa. Dave Foxcroft will join us. Stay with us.